Welcome to another Axe Church podcast. Glad you're with us. Uh, this is the Axe Church podcast where we talk about life and faith. Um, this is episode 41, which is hard to believe. We've been doing this now for a year and like four months now that we're in April, and you have moved across the country and back in that amount of time. I have. We have. Yes, yeah. It's yeah. been exciting. Got Todd with me today. If you don't know who Todd is, he is our new outreach director. He's um, getting connected in the community, um, giving us, we're going to do some some work on some people's yards coming up. He's um, really just helping us be the hands and feet of Jesus um, and, and go and spread the gospel um, as Acts Church. So we're excited to have Todd here, and uh, I'm excited to have you with us on the podcast today. It is spring break this week, and so uh, David is actually going on spring break, which I don't know if I've ever seen him take a vacation at a normal vacation time, but um, he's not with us. We were going to try and have him call in and technology didn't want to work with us today. So uh, it's just me and Todd today. He is going to get to enjoy his spring break yeah. without having to worry about it. So Probably that's good. for the good best. For yeah. Yeah. So um, today we wanted to talk about um, something that that is really kind of a simple topic um, it's not that, that crazy, but it's a really important one. And it's, um, how living life as a part of the church has impacted, uh, our, our lives respectively, uh, Todd and I each, um, how being, having church being more than just a Sunday event for our lives and for our family's lives, um, is, has benefited us, how it has changed, um, the course of our lives. And that's what, uh, today's podcast is going to be really all about is about, um, what that looks like and, and why you, if, if you're a Christian who just kind of, um, shows up on Sundays, why there might be something more for you. If you were to dig in a little deeper, if you were to, um, let church life be, be more of a, a thing in your life and what might be some steps for that. Um, but yeah, so let's let's start with with you, Todd. Have you has your family always been um, that involved in in the church life? Uh, no, we have not. As a matter of fact, not until we came here. Um, not until uh, we met David um, or Pastor David and um, this body of believers. So um, I know from firsthand experience what it's like to be the type of person. And even our family for years and years, we would go to church on Sunday and go home and then that'd be mm-hmm. it. And, um, even before Lori, um, you know, when I was by myself, I would go to church on Sunday and then that was it for, uh, for a long time. Um, and, and even to this day, the churches that I attended when I was younger, probably your age, Hunter, mm-hmm. uh, what are you? 24, 24, yeah, yeah, 24, 25. Um, after college, you know, I was single, I was doing my own thing. Um, and I'd go to church on Sundays, and I was pretty involved um, with church, going to a, a different events if the church would had would mm-hmm. have it. But when you're when you're only going to church on Sundays, I can't tell you even the name of the pastors of those churches now. I mean, it's been some years, but I'd never built relationships. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. When you're going on Sunday. Um, it's just too difficult. At least it was for me. Maybe it's not for everybody, but it, for me in that position, it was really difficult to to really build relationships and get to know anybody at the church. I didn't ever feel like I was a part of anything. Um, and then when Lori and I got together and we were going on Sundays and trying to take the kids, 
when we were going to those churches, I, I, for the life of me, couldn't even tell you the name of the pastor, not right. to mention anybody else at the church. So, you know? yeah, it sounds like it was like a, a sort of superficial um, involvement. You know, you were there, you were you were in the seats, you were you were hearing things, you were listening to the sermons and things like that. You were, um, yeah, l- you were probably taking advantage of the worship and feeling like we were checking that box and. Mm-hmm. Doing our doing the thing that you should be doing on a Sunday, right? To feel good, and then you go home, and then that's the end of it. Now explain um, um, what what you not don't explain um, the effect, but what like what do you guys actually do as a family differently now as opposed to those times? Like how because people are probably listening to like, well, I don't go to church on Sunday, I go to church on Saturday, and and that's not what we're talking about. Or maybe you go to church on Wednesday. Um, what we're talking about is is a deeper um, involvement and life that is really what life, the life that Christ has called us to, um, that you can see in the book of Acts, um, when you read about how the churches met together on it, really they, it says they meet on a daily basis. And, um, and that's, that's kind of what we mean. We don't necessarily mean, um, the day of the week that you go to church. We're talking about, um, the level of involvement and, and life change you're allowing to happen through church. Um, so, just kind of explain to me how, yeah, so how that the, changed. The big change or really what sets it apart and what really made a difference in my life and my wife's life and our family's life is when when we started going to Acts Church and, and we started doing life together. You know, we were doing more than just on Sundays. So we'd, we'd have life groups and it's the life group support really that that helped Lori and I build relationships. And when you do church together as a family, it's more than just on Sunday. You're getting to know these people. You're growing with them. You're doing life together. And, you know, through whatever struggle you might have going on in your life, you know, you know that you've got other people there that are living life with you and Mm -hmm. that are there to support you and there to help you. And if you truly want to see the life-changing effect of what the Lord and the Holy Spirit can do, through church, then then you really, at least in my experience, have to grow together as a body of you got to get to know people on that that personal level. Mm-hmm. And when you can relate and when you can share the ups and the downs with other members of the body of Christ and you've got that support, I mean, not only are you building relationships, but you just feel like like you're a part of something bigger. And that's really where you see the, the Lord working in my life and my wife's life and our family's life and in the kids' lives. And and so the kids are excited. I mean, so, you know, my four-year-old, his <laughs> <Soul> friends are... <laughs> His friends are at church. You know, he likes to go to church on Sunday to see his friends. And, and that's really what it's all about, even as adults. And and Bailey, you know, she her friends are through church mm-hmm. um, and through youth group. And, and our friends, our family even, are because of that relationship that we've built by not just going on Sunday. Like, I promise you, in five and ten years from now, unlike it was when I was younger and I wasn't, I was only going on Sunday... I don't remember anybody, even the pastor's name. I mean, I can promise you now that in five and ten years, not only will I know Pastor David, you know, and and 
of course, Tiffany, but so many others that are really a part of our lives that I'm sure we'll stay in touch with for a long, long time. Right. And you don't, you don't get that if you're just coming on Sundays, coming and going. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's something um, more real, more um, impactful about those types of relationships that you build. Um, when my family, we kind of, we've, and by my family, I mean Taylor and I, my wife Taylor and I, um, when we lived in Boise, I, I had a more in-depth connection through my Bible college, which in a way was like a church because, um, you know, it was, it was a body of believers. Um, but we were also involved in a church on Sunday, right? And um, just because of, of how busy we were, and we knew that we weren't, we weren't really setting our roots in Boise because we knew we would be leaving um, at the end of the school year, uh, most likely. We didn't know for sure, but it seemed likely that we would. Um, and, and so we ended up not really getting fully engaged in the church. That I, I mean, I played on the worship team. Um, I think I, I talked about getting involved in the youth group, and that never quite happened. Um, but we, we just never really got um, fully involved like like we had growing up in our, our lives. We both were very involved in, in different churches, um, and actually that's how we ended up meeting each other. Um, and since we've come to... Uh, Camus, since we've come to Axe Church, um, there's just been so much more. Uh, we, we've become more vulnerable, you know? Um, there's a little bit of a scariness to that when when you come to a church and you decide, okay, I'm not just going to show up on Sunday in my, you know, your Sunday best and look perfect to these people for, for two hours on a Sunday morning um, and then go on with my life and, and see them again, you know, in, in seven days. But I was going... When, just by becoming on staff at a church, there's a certain amount of, of commitment and vulnerability that I was uh, automatically kind of thrown into, um, which is great. I mean, that's that's one of the benefits of, of working for a church is that you you have so much opportunity to be involved in a church and, and be able to grow in a church. Um, but, you know, the way that we were able to um, be fed and nourished was, was different once we were part of Acts Church um, unlike when we were at in Boise, you know, I had this this very rich uh, Christian family in my college, but Taylor didn't have that. She didn't live in Boise before that. She didn't um, know all of my friends at Boise Bible College, and so um, coming here and us both kind of starting fresh at Axe Church, um, you know, she went on she went to Honduras with with the uh, church mission trip um, that summer, not much more than a week after we got here it might've been less than a week after we got here. Um, so, you know, she was, um, already getting engaged and, and, um, if you want to be vulnerable, um, go on a Honduras mission trip with, with Axe Church because, um, you know, it really helps you bond with people in a way that, that you never did. I have relationships with, with people at Axe Church now because of my trip to Honduras. Um, people like Marie Thorpe and, uh, Susan Carlson and, you know, you know, if you were in Honduras last last summer, um, there's a a very strong bond that gets created by having this vulnerable time with these other people and developing a relationship as a result of that vulnerability. And it it seems like just and we really have put almost no thought into like we didn't plan out this this podcast is what I'm trying to say. We we said we're going to talk about this and we went for it. But what it seems like both you and I are landing on is that 
getting involved in a church is about the relationships there, not about um, checking the boxes. You know, you can check a lot of boxes about, you know, I was at this event. I uh, only missed this many Sundays this year. Um, you know, things like that. Were you Were you at our, like, I think it was December 30th Sunday event this year or Sunday uh, gathering this year, or I guess last year, um, right before New Year's. Were you here for that or were you not here no, yet? we got in January. You got in January? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, we did this, we did like a, uh, a, it was sort of a trivia competition, but there were also points for like, if you were at, and it was based on table teams. So your, your table was a team and it was just, it was just a silly thing to do because we were having kind of like a, uh, get to know each other type of Sunday. Not there was not very much of a sermon and um, just a totally different vibe for our church. Um, and we we did a a point system on if you're at this many if you're at this event your team gets this many points and if you're at this event your team gets this many points like per person who's at that event. And it was like totally the opposite of what I'm talking about right now. It was like very much like did you check the box because you get a point for that and you know I think you want a piece of candy if you're table one or something like that. Uh, I think Kristen's table one, so she can tell me what they won. I'm sure, I'm sure they're doing real good uh, having won that prize. But it's not about that, you know. Being in a church is not about checking boxes. Um, it's not about um, trying to be able to tell your friends like, "Well, I'm this involved in church, and that makes me this good," or whatever. Um, not that I think that that's even how people would react to you telling them that. Um, but it's all about being in a relationship where you. Um, humble yourself and you um, allow Christ to work through these other people who want the same thing as you and which is to worship Christ and to grow more into his likeness and to share that message with the world. Um, that is what really um, is is the benefit of of being so ingrained in a church, a life of church. Um, I growing up, kind of um, at the end of what I would call like the the popular church age where, you know, people generally thought that you were a good person if you went to church or, or whatever that predominant view was that that church was something good. I think that that's kind of gone away. Does that make sense? Am I mm-hmm. explaining that in a good way? I'm probably yeah. making no sense to people. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it seems like now culture has kind of turned away from church um, I think when people hear church life, they kind of picture this whitewashed idea of what church life is of, you know, picnics on Sunday and, and just, just kind of like a cheesy cartoonish picture of church that I think it kind of became, um, over the course of, of several decades, um, in America. And, and that's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about church life. I'm talking about a pretty, really not. Um, a pretty picture a lot of times because people go through really difficult things. And so when I'm talking about being involved in church um, and when I'm talking about living um, church life, I'm not talking about a a cartoonish, um, perfect world where people um, smile and uh, don't have problems. I'm talking about like where your life is today, um, but with more people who, but, but sharing it with more people who, are seeking Christ and um, his his will in their life. Does that make Yeah, and that's sense? hard to explain, and it's hard to really fathom unless you're a part of it, because mm-hmm. um, 
you know, growing up, I grew up in a Baptist church, and like I said, when I was your age, 24, 25, I was going to church. I was going, I was going to a Baptist church enough to where they and they had me sitting in on this leadership group. I don't even know why. I don't even remember <laughs> why. Um, and I don't. <laughs> and, and and I remember it was with with the elders, and I remember calling them out. And I think I was feeling cocky because I had just led. It was after my car accident. My and my best friend at the time was asking me if I was mad at God, and he was asking me what my thoughts were on mm-hmm. on being able to make it through. And I was able to at that point lead him to the Lord um, because of the questions he was asking me and in my and your testimony in my testimony mm-hmm. and so so after leading him to the lord and saying the sinner's prayer and maybe I was feeling a little cocky but in that elders meeting I just flat, flat out asked him when was the last time you guys led somebody to the lord mm. and and they were like well we plant seeds and mm. and I mm-hmm. you know right and, and I and I just and I just started thinking well where where do you stop just planting seeds and yeah. and really take someone down the path right. of leading them, them to Jesus? But my point with what where you were going with it was, not only do I not remember how I even got into that meeting or any of the names or even the name of the pastor at that point, I had never even really heard of a life group until I came to Acts Church. Right, right. And, and, and if, so we'd, we well, weren't I, a part of that. We weren't doing... Life together, right? You know, we should explain life group real quick. Um, oh, life, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're not part of X Church, um, if you are part of X Church, you probably have heard of life groups because we talk about it nearly every Sunday, um, at least somewhat. Life groups, you might, you know, that's what we call it. Um, it's basically um, groups that get together in someone's home, usually. Um, and I know some churches call them small groups, yeah, or I've home heard groups, other, or yeah. what there's. You know, so many names. Um, so it's not that they don't exist, because I know others do have them. Right, right. I had just never been a part of one right, until right. Acts Church. It's a group where it's, it's really, if you look at the, the book of Acts, a lot of the meeting is happening in people's homes. It says they're meeting uh, house to house or, or however um, scripture puts it. Um, and then they get together in the temple um, one on the first day of the week, um, which we would do. It's like what we do on Sunday. Um, but a huge part of the life of the church is getting together in people's homes because only so much can happen in the temple on Sunday and or you know in a church building on Sunday. Um, and if you're part of Acts Church, you know just how much, how busy it is on a Sunday morning that <laughs> I might have... There are so many people who I haven't talked to in months who I see on a weekly basis because... Um, I mean, particularly in my role, you know, Sunday morning is very busy. But for everybody, Sunday morning is so busy. We have to set up all these chairs and, you know, we're trying to get through um, some worship and through the message and we want to put all the emphasis on those two things that sometimes, you know, you can't have quite as deep of relationships um, with people like you can in a home group uh, or what we call life group um, where you can really dig into each other's lives and and have take take what you've been what you've been gleaning on Sunday mornings uh, and take what you've been hearing in sermons and, and what God's been speaking to you through worship and, and let that flourish through your conversation with other people in that, in that life group. Yeah, absolutely. And if it weren't for when we early started going to X church, if it weren't for Monday nights with contemplate and Thursday nights, our life group with Scott and Melanie, um, you know, we wouldn't have grown to what 
and where we've been able to grow to. And I give, I mean, I give the Lord all the praise and the glory for that, but um, for Acts Church too, because if it weren't for those types of events, I mean, we look forward to Monday nights of coming to contemplate mm-hmm. and just being able to ask questions because as new or as growing Christians or as somebody that's wanting to learn more or get better or draw nearer to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, you have questions. Right. And you in to have that place where you can go with other people that may have the same types of questions and just talk about it. Right. Um, that's the the real strength that comes in those types of small numbers of knowing that just lay it out there, you know, and grow mm-hmm. together, ask questions. Um, the life group too, and you're learning at the same time of whatever it is that you've decided to talk about. Right. Um, and you're growing, but at the same time, you're getting to know the people that you're that you're worshiping with on Sunday that you wouldn't, like you'd said, get a chance to on Sunday. There's just no right. way. Yeah, you might get to talk to like three or four people after church, but those you know those conversations usually are going to be a little bit shallow. Yeah, which that's fine. That's what Sundays are for. It's for um, um, having just quick FaceTime with people um, who you're hopefully developing more impactful relationships outside of a Sunday morning. But yeah, that's that's what Sunday mornings are for. And then you have these important, uh, you know, it might be an event. Maybe you're going to the women's Bible study or maybe you're going to, um, you know, youth group uh, for students, whatever it is. Um, hopefully life group is one of them because I, I think life groups are built specifically for, for what we're talking about, about having a fuller life in Christ. Um, but yeah, it, it's not, church is not designed to just be Sunday mornings. That'd be like um, going, if you're taking a class or something like that, only going to the lectures and never taking the test or something like that. Right, you right, know? or vice versa. Right, right. <laughs> never um, going to lecture, just having to show up on the right, test Right, on day. the test and be like, Hope well, you pass. here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. Church, my wife could do that, but I know, she's I a know. unique breed. One of those. <laughs> uh, anyway, um yeah, so, so that's, I mean, if you're only showing up to church on Sunday, you, I hate to tell you this, but you're really probably only going to about, you know, a third of what, what church life is all about, if, if even that, you know, I think, I think church life, um, I'm using that term to talk about basically the way that you are involved in the lives of other, other Christians. I don't, that doesn't even have to be like your one local church body. That might be something beyond that. But church life um, is so much more than than a Sunday morning. Not that Sunday mornings aren't important; they are a huge part as well. But if it's all it is, there's so much depth and and foundation that you're missing um, that you could be growing in. You know what's funny too when you think about those small groups, and I don't know if I'm unique with respect to this. Um, I don't think I don't think I am. I think it's pretty common. But when I first heard small groups, the first thing that ran through my mind was no way. Right, not yeah. not doing it. Yeah, you kind of. I don't it. know what these people want to do and why I'm going into somebody else's mm-hmm. house, but it's not going to happen. Right, <laughs> you know. And I and I'm, I I assume that that's probably more common than than I would think. But having now gotten past that and being a part of it, man, there is no way. I I don't know how I can recommend to somebody the true benefit of getting to know fellow Christians on that level, whether. Whether you're an old time Christian, like maybe I was at the time, or well, a 
newly practicing Christian or newly, um, what do you call it, back into the Christian scene again? Like re- rededicated. Rededicated yeah, Christian yeah. at any level of that spectrum, being having those others that you can just come around and get to know, let them get to know you and know that there's someplace safe that you can share your ups and downs with, share what your struggles are in life, mm-hmm. especially if you're married, whether you're married or not married. You know, I, um, um, I don't think we had any single... Well, yeah, we might have at the time. I think Justin O'Sullivan was single, a part of our life group for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether you're single or married, I mean, especially if you're married and you can come as a couple and and you know that, you know, whatever gets said in a small group is confidential, but if you've got troubles mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, or maybe, maybe I'm doing something that, that, that my wife wasn't happy with, she could let it out right there and it'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe I need to start taking that seriously, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or vice versa. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I mean, obviously it's not a place to go. Just start just venting fight. about. <laughs> right. I'm here today to talk about how yeah. I'm so tired of this. Yeah, yeah you but you never do laundry. You don't pick up nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that was was that your well, lawyer impersonation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, because I am the one that does laundry oh, and picks oh, everything up. So, so you're impersonating that was my, yourself. My impression of me. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a place where. Um, men are going to be encouraged by other men and women are going to be encouraged by other uh, women, whether you're married or single. Um, there's a whole lot of value in in being part of, of that community um, that's going to help you grow to be a better individual. And uh, if you're married, better half of a couple. Um, yeah, and I was thinking about something as, as you were just talking about how um, this this church relationship it's it's kind of symbiotic it's it's you're not there for yourself and you're not there to help other people you're all there to to grow as a community you're all there if if everybody in a small group is being vulnerable except for one person that one person is is not um fitting into that that group into that christian church group like they should be um everybody and, and that's something that we've talked about in the past about some of the difficulty as being a pastor. Is Kristen and I, I think talked about it maybe just last week. It seemed recent um, about how there's this pressure to be perfect, and that's not something that that is healthy in in church. Um, if you are worried that you're not perfect enough for church, you know, one that says something bad about church that 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 the idea of church has gotten um, twisted to something that it's not supposed to be. Um, and really church is the perfect place for you because um, it's one of the only places in society where one of the prerequisites of being part of church is to say that I don't have it all together. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I'm going to be part of this church, um, my first, the first step I take um, in being a Christian is confessing that I'm a screw up, that I, uh, I kind of suck, you know. I I I haven't lived right, and I need Christ in my life uh, to to reconcile myself to Him, to recon to reconcile myself to God, and to uh, transform this broken mess that is um, 
crying on on the sofa or whatever it is, you know, uh, I'm, I'm picturing, you know, in a life group where, uh, where all this is, is coming out and that's the perfect place. Um, if, if that's where you are, if that's what you've realized that you, you are a sinner and you need restoration, um, it, then come to church, but don't just come to church, plug in, find, uh, people who care about you, who care about, um, um, your development in Christ, um, because because those are the people who care about you the most are the ones who care about you, your development with Christ, because they they understand that there is eternal uh, benefits at stake, um, in and they want to put their resources into that. Yeah, the Lord the Lord's not going to love us anymore when when we're perfect or worthy because we never will be. Right. He loves us just as much now the way we are. Um, mm-hmm. Broken mm-hmm. and and um, he. I mean, I was I was just reading in Romans five this morning. Uh, I think um, you know some might die for for a a righteous. Well, it says first, um, no one would die for an unrighteous man. Some might be willing to die for a righteous man, uh, but Christ showed His love for us in that while we were still sinners. So when when you were at your worst, that was when Christ loved you in perfection and he died on the cross for you. Um, and so because of that, go ahead and, and, and he wants He wants to change you um, into a more perfect um, image of him, but that's not so that he can love you better. It's not, he's not trying to do that. Um, like we've, we've got to shoot this guy up so that I can love him like I want to. No, he, he loved you um, in perfection before you even began this whole journey, um, before you were even, you know, a thought, um, 2000 years ago, well, really at the beginning of creation, um, he, he knew you, he knew, um, the type of sinner you were going to be. And he said, I want to die on a cross for him, um, so that he can live eternally with me. And that's, uh, I've I've gone down a whole tangent now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> but, that's important. And the cool thing about the life groups is when you get together in in that person's house, or maybe it's your own, um, and you realize, you know, we're all broken. We're these people are just as broken as me. Mm-hmm. Yet we're all here sharing and getting to know each other at on that level because we're never going to be perfect. None of us are ever right. going to be worthy, and and so when when we're there sharing and getting to know each other. That that bond that is being built, it's really intangible. I mean, it's undescribable on mm-hmm. how important it is, um, and it's something that's going to last for a long Eternity. time. Yeah, you really. Know? Um, and and that is what's hard to explain when you talk about that that fear that I had of not even wanting to be a part of it. You oh, know, yeah. initially. Yeah. You know, how do you convince somebody that it's worth it? You know, just let the guard down for a second and, and mm-hmm. you know, just go check it out or just go see if it's right. And maybe the first life group you went to, I think we went through a couple yeah. um, before before we found the one that we really liked. And so, I mean, that's, that's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, go find a small group that, that you feel like you can 
I don't want to use the word fit in really because it's not a. It's, it's really not, not yeah, even it's, about fitting in. Yeah, it's fit really in not even a clicky type of thing. High but, school. Right. But it's it's a place where you can um, become vulnerable. Yeah, yoke yoke with the other people, the other folks that are in there. I mean, right. Maybe you have you know common uh, struggles or or complementary struggles. Maybe very different struggles, but ones that can you can each grow from. Uh, yeah, I think if you're a like a married couple, like Lori and I were in our mid, well, I don't know how old were we at the time, <laughs> 40, high 40s, you know, we don't want to be in a life group right. with a bunch of young, single 24-year-olds. Um, right, who are just like, <laughs> whatever my problems are. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I had those problems 20 years ago. Right, right. right. Like, well, you know, so you'll want to you'll want to get into a, a life group or a small group mm-hmm. with folks that have some things in common with you, so you can share your life together because you, your lives are going to be similar. Right, right. Similar similar issues are going to be talked about, mm-hmm. um, whether it's you bringing them up or not. Um, I do think there's something about life groups. Like I know at X Church, we specifically try not to <laughs> create a like a singles life group or a married life group or a uh, women's life group or uh, this age or this interest like life group. We try not to make life groups that are focused on that because um, even though what you're saying is totally true and it just naturally will happen. Like that's that's really how we want life groups to develop is we want, we, we set up people who we think um, would make um, godly leaders of life groups. And like I said, we're not talking about perfect. We're just talking about people who um, are going to lead a life group in a way that, that is honoring to God um, we set up those and then we want, we pretty much want them to develop organically. Um, so people are going to kind of get drawn together in groups that make sense. Like you're talking about, mm-hmm. but we also don't want to say, here's this sub or this life group that is these type of people, because there's something that you can learn from the natural variety in our lives. Um, that, that is very much Christ-like, um, you know, Christ very much intended the gospel to go beyond cultural boundaries. And um, while I think a lot of people think of, you know, a lot of people who are thinking about ministry and and the gospel going beyond cultural boundaries, you're thinking of, well, that's why we go to, you know, that's why we we work with people in the Philippines, that's why we work with Honduras, because those are beyond our cultural. But sometimes beyond my culture is talking to a 15-year-old uh, who is going through high school right now. Sometimes that's what's beyond my culture. Or sometimes it's talking to you know, a 70-year-old who is um, living in a totally, who, who lived through totally different times than me um, and has this whole other culture that they have. Sometimes that's what's going beyond my own culture. And that's something, um, another just beautiful benefit of being part of life in the church is that there's, it's it's a common bond between you and people of different cultures um, that you can both grow from. Like I said, it's symbiotic. You know, um, I am going to get so much out of um, the senior citizen believers who who have all these different um, perspectives on on my life um, and issues of faith, and I'm going to have a different perspective. You know, albeit. Um, younger and maybe not as 
um, sound, I guess. And I don't, I don't know how to say that, but less um, developed, you know, um, it's from a 24 year old. Um, but I have my own unique perspective that can be beneficial to people who have been around um, for much longer than I have. Um, and, and like I said, with the 15 year old in high school, you know, I have um, a little bit of perspective being, you know, I think six or seven years out of high school now, I have a little bit of perspective on some of their um, struggles that they're going through in high school that they don't have. And sometimes they have um, a young, fresh perspective on some of my own issues um, because I've gotten so stuck in my own culture and group and things like that, that I might not be thinking of, of obvious ways that I could be solving some of my problems. So yeah, I just wanted to kind of say there's beauty in finding people who are like you and there's beauty in working with people who are different from you, who are beyond your cultural boundaries. Yeah. And it may not even be culture. I mean, it could be something as simple as uh, just a lifestyle. Like one of our early life groups was mm-hmm. with them, Doug and Chris Kiros, who, mm-hmm. um, if you know Doug and, and Chris Kiros, uh-huh. they've got a bit of a biker background, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So having had no experience at all and still not with any type of biker background uh-huh. you know it's it's just it's just neat being a part of somebody now that are is on the same page with you as far as being a believer and wanting to grow mm-hmm. in your faith and getting to know uh, Christ more and you have two totally different backgrounds right you right know and so um, it's uh, an important part of or aspect of the small group that you're talking about, it could be a difference in culture, it could mm-hmm. be a difference in lifestyle, maybe a difference in age. So so it is good that we don't have those types of groups. But I would always recommend having at least um, a leader or somebody that is ahead of you in oh, their spiritual growth. You know right. what I mean? You yeah. at, least, at least would want that person to... To right. be leading or you don't mentoring. want to be a, a bunch of spiritual infants trying to run around and figure sitting out. together, <laughs> yeah, running, wondering what to talk about, uh-huh, or right. running down the wrong road. Exactly, so. yeah. No, that's that's definitely good advice. Is is find find someone who you see who is is well versed in scripture and in life in general. You know, you don't want an actual ten year old who is still trying to figure out, um, you know, how to do math and stuff like that, basic math. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but you, you want to be uh, working with somebody who who has signs of maturity and and spiritual wisdom that you value and that you want to. I mean, in a way, um, you're emulating them. They they should be emulating Christ, and you should be emulating Christ. And part of your way of emulating Christ is by looking at that person who you see following Christ and trying to also follow that same path. Um, and these are all just. We, we had a pretty broad topic today to talk about just just the life um, in church, and these are all just really important uh, segments of that. And, you know, we could really, we could talk for hours and hours about, um, you know, different stories and different um, groups that we've each been in, you know. I could talk about the different friend groups um, that, that were very Christ-like that I had, like, in college and, and the different, you know, worship uh, groups that was a part of that that were all very beneficial. We could talk about that for hours. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah, don't even get me started. When we first started going to Life Group, uh, well, when we first started it was with Julie and and uh, Glenn, and and that was great. And then it went to um, James Robinson, James and John Robinson, and and mm-hmm. Scott and Melanie running that, and that was still early. Right. Um, 
And I remember Lori and I weren't doing good. We were struggling when uh-huh. we were first out here. Um, it's amazing it was because of this church and the love of Jesus Christ that we were able to pull our marriage together and make it through. But right. man, I remember if it wasn't for that life group in James, <laughs> I don't know how we would have made it. I swear to God, um, because I would call, I'd call James up and go, James, <laughs> I don't know what to do here. <laughs> oh, and I won't even tell you the things, but he was a solid support right. <laughs> through, so through a lot of that. There's hours and hours of stories just between you and I, but we wanted to uh, give some practical steps if you're listening to this and maybe um, you have... You know, I know I know that this podcast right now, I'm preaching to myself. There are ways that I want to become more involved um, and and change how I'm involved in our own church just so that I can be um, more authentically growing um, with other people. But we wanted to give some, um, I guess, kind of first steps, if depending on where you're at, um, how you might um, begin getting into a church like this. Um, and, and the first one is is really simple. If, if you're part of Acts Church, we always recommend... Um, you know, if we could get 100% of people who attend Acts Church regularly in life groups, that would be like, that would be success for us, you know. Um, we see life groups as um, just, you know, a huge part of Acts Church. It's, it, you're, not, you're not fully getting what Acts Church is about if you're not in a life group. Um, and so um, that's, that's the first very obvious step if you're part of Acts Church. If you're not part of Acts Church, um, you know, find out if your church does have these these life groups or small groups or home groups or whatever that you call them. Um, it, find if there's a place for you to go um, start exploring your faith and your growth in Christ in in a family setting um, in a relation and a a vulnerable relationship setting where you're safe to talk about these things and you're safe to. Um, to explore your own life. And then uh, if if you're not sure if your church has life groups, um, maybe you can start the first one, you know? Um, yeah. I don't and remember, I mean, it's biblical. It's the way the church was started. It's the way that the Bible mm-hmm. instructs us to get together. We've turned church into something totally different. Right. Yeah, we, we've turned it into like a... Uh, we've Americanized it and made it into something that's much more like kind of how we yeah event. right yeah kind of like how we do movies and we do all these different things that we've, we've changed it from an authentic relationship environment into into something polished and clean that is supposed to be just so um so yeah you know if you're a christian and you have some some level of maturity maybe you're the one who needs to go start a life group um and and start providing this this environment for people to to really grow maybe if you're not um maybe i i don't know how you would find this podcast but you know i hope um people who are finding this podcast there are people who aren't uh christians yet um if you're not a christian yet you know go find a church that can that can provide for you in this way that can start um mentoring you to to come to christ um and, and uh growing in him and seeing all that he has for you um you know and if maybe you're in a life group already and and you feel like you're still missing that, well, maybe um, you can talk to your leader. Um, and I'd say do this not in the group, but uh, maybe you can talk to your leader 
outside of the group and say, hey, I, I think that there's something more for us here. I think that there could be uh, more growth for us if we were to to change the way we do things. Um, I think that that sometimes life groups can turn more into a friend group or um, or worst case scenario, they turn into a gossip group, you know? Um, so um, making sure that your life group is in a healthy place is another um, important step that you could take. Um, what other, do you have any other like ideas on, on what first steps people could take if they want to get more involved in, uh, church life? Um, in church life in general? Yeah. 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 I'd say, um, just dig in, find out, um, what, what you can do. Um, but it's really more than that because, uh, man, it's so hard to explain. I mean, I was, apparently pretty dug in when I was your age going to that Baptist church in East Lansing. That they Michigan, brought you into a leadership that meeting. That I got into that meeting, and I, for the life of me, don't, don't even remember how. But um, So there's more to it. I mean, it's it has to be the relationship level. So mm-hmm. without that relationship, like I never met with anybody outside of church ever. I never was in a small group. I never... Um, it was a Sunday type thing. So... so so try to establish relationships outside of just the Sunday church. Mm-hmm. Get to know some people. Just have cards with them. Maybe go to dinner with some people if you don't have life groups. Right. Um, right. Build build as many relationships as you can. Get, have get a with barbecue. people. Have a barbecue. Um, go to the movies. Um, Help somebody move in your church. I mean, you know, th- there are opportunities that... All kinds of opportunities to bring. be a part of building relationships inside that body. Um, if you're not going to a church um, and you're listening to this, Jesus loves you and he wants to know you. He, Jesus died for us. He died for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then once you've accepted the love of Christ and asked him to forgive you of your sins, the next step is to be around other Christians. Mm-hmm. That's Go what find a this community is, that's where what you small can... groups is about. Mm-hmm. Be around other Christians in your daily lives mm-hmm. as much as you can, just so that you can share your ups and downs and know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. We're not alone. You know, Christ is always with you, um, but you've got other people there too that that are on our same level. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I think those are are some good uh, uh, first steps that we could offer. Uh, if you have an idea on on what might be a good first step, you know we'd love to hear that. Write it in the comments. Um, send us a message. Uh, this is a conversation that we'd love to continue on. Um, if you're listening to this and you have these ideas, um, we are, are running out of time. So um, we're glad you're with us today, and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I'll go ahead and pray for us uh, as we as we end. Lord, thank you for um, this this body that you've created for us. You didn't create us to be alone, but you created us in community, for community. Um, and we're so thankful for that because you you understood our souls um, before we were ever born and you knew that we needed um, others who who love you and, and want to see us grow in your love. Um, so I pray for everyone listening to this um, and those not listening to this, you know, that if they are missing that, that they would be able to find that, that they would be able to take the steps they need to get plugged into a community that um, is pulling them towards you, that is um, challenging them and and helping them um, grow in relationship. And I just pray for all the relationships in our church 
God, that you would help them um, continue to be uh, honoring of you, that they you would um, help people in our church continue to be loving, um, to act in godly ways towards each other so that the world around us would see us and see our love um, and and know you because of how we um, love you and love others. God, that's, that's what it's all about is um, loving one another and loving you. Uh, and so I pray that um, if that's something that people are struggling with right now, that they would um, seek you, that they would dig into your scripture, that they would um, go talk to people who, who are wanting to know you too um, and to grow in that. We thank you for uh, just all that you are, um, for the sacrifice that you paid for us, uh, that we can look to in our darkest moments, God. We can relax and know that you are God and that you love us despite all of our flaws, um, all of our imperfections. And we pray your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thanks, Todd, for uh, coming in here and my pleasure, man, and talking to me for a while and talking to all these people. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed this as well. Like I said, we want to have this uh, conversation continue. Um, podcasts are not for us to talk to you, but um, well, they are for us to talk to you. But it's also for us to hear back from you. Um, it's a community. You know, this is this is part of the life of the church, at least for us. And if you're listening to this, um, it's an opportunity for us to continue growing through these types of conversations. Um, so if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, do that because we are um, continuing to talk about things that are important. And uh, we actually just added this podcast to YouTube. So if you're listening on, to, on it to YouTube, you know we have... This is episode 41, so there's 40 more episodes already, um, more to come in the future. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again next time.